0: Episode 93 Welcome to Dharmic Evolution Hey everybody, I'm your host James Kevin O'Connor Singer, songwriter, audio, video artist And master storyteller And we're back in the UK With a man who has a from making music. He started off performing covers, but then he realized he had a talent for writing his own songs. The man who is quickly becoming one of the best songwriters in the UK, it's PJ Taylor. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So on the Dharmic Evolution today, I am delighted to have PJ Taylor from the UK back to more of my brothers and sisters in England. I love it. Welcome, my friend, to Dharmic Evolution. Hi there, how are you? I'm doing great. And yes, we were just talking about the wave files, and thank you so much for sending those over just because, you know, it makes such a difference. Um, you know, it may be a little subtle, but in the long run, the, the quality of the show comes out better because we do eventually get crushed down to MP3. However, if you start with a fine bass with those wave files, um, yeah. the sound is just better. So, how are you doing today, PJ?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Um, it's a bank holiday here over in the UK, um, so um, I'm off today. So a, It's
0: a bank holiday? It's a bank holiday today in the nice. UK. Nice. Are they giving away pounds in honour? I don't know that I don't know hey so uh so listen I want to talk to you about let's start off by talking about you you're in central London you're a passionate music maker singer songwriter and um you're starting to really push your brand around the world congratulations on that how my friend did you get connected to the music bug how did it start for you
1: well i always knew from a, a very young age that um i always had a passion for music and um so i started um when, at a very young age i started covering um songs of classics i mean i uh, i grew up with um i mean my um My my um, taste in music is very eclectic, but um, I grew up with a lot of listening to a lot of artists, and um, I started covering their songs when I was actually in my early twenties. But it wasn't until two thousand and six when I realised that I had a talent for writing my own music.
0: Right, and so we're gonna kick it off, but let's just listen to Easy Escape with PJ Taylor. Check this out. When you look at me So do you awesome track easy escape what is easy about that escape my friend
1: well um i have to say that easy escape is my most recent work but um it's probably me it's it's actually very personal to me that song really um i've lost a lot of loved ones and everything and um I, I've been in a situation where where um, I've always wanted to follow my dreams, but um, my family didn't always w- agree on what I wanted to do with my life. And an easy escape is about letting go of a few things and actually trying to just follow my heart and what I wanted to do. And also, it's about regrets because I've lost a lot of loved ones um, over the last few years. And it's about it's really about the regrets about being not being able what they wanted me to be. And right. in, at the end of the day, I had to be myself, and um, yeah. So it's it's very emotional and it's very personal to me because um, it's really about um, it's a lot of regret went into that. So
0: it? it's a lot. So you you've gone through a lot of bereavement. Yes, and of course. yeah. So so music is you you felt like um you felt like that is a healing factor in your life. The fact that you are musical and you can express. Your grievances and your, um, you know, your pain through your music.
1: Exactly, and yeah. I always, I always thought that it's a good thing. I mean, it's always a good thing if you're a songwriter, and you go through personal experiences. Um, it's really, it's a really powerful thing, and I really wanted to do something that really eject my emotion into it. Right. And, to say I very much succeeded with Easy Escape. I mean, there are other songs like So Near So Far and More Than A Love Song, which are the songs about emotion. And my other stuff is very, um, my other stuff that I do is also um, very poppy as well. But I wanted to do something that would be very appealing to people and touch people's lives.
0: Yeah, I like the vibe that you have. You have a really um, approachable and, and, and great sound. It's just, um, it just beckons you to come in and listen. I love it. So let me ask you this. Um, as far as your career and what you have going on now, like what, what's going on with you that you're excited about as you're looking forward, you know, into the rest of this year, like what, what are you looking forward to more than anything else?
1: I'm really looking forward to um, writing a new album, really, because um, I have to say, I mean, the the, most of the music that you'll be that um, the audience will be hearing today is taken from my um, first album, which is "You Ain't Seen the Best of Me." Okay, um, I'm currently working on a new album um, in the next couple of years that I'm really excited about because I still feel I've got more to give, and I. And uh, I just want to do, I actually want to sh- show um, the world what PJ Taylor is really all about. But, um, so,
0: I- You Ain't Seen the Best of Me was just the tip of the iceberg.
1: It was, it was, but um, I know that a few of my friends say to me, said to me, you're not going to be coming back, you won't, you've done your album, that's it, you'll probably probably spend the rest of your life um, running and doing other things. But I said, I said, no, I've got more to give. I I mean, and also I know that I've got fans in Indiana. I've got fans in Adelaide, in um, Australia and um, Indonesia, and people that really, really enjoy my music and um, thinking about these people. So that's really the reason why I want to push myself to do another album
0: so I have a message for your friends either wake up or let's get new friends <laughs> they gotta <laughs> yeah. believe in you my friend because you believe in yourself and that's the most important thing
1: yeah it's 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 been pretty tough for me because I've I mean when friends um and didn't believe in me and my family didn't believe in me it I had to really push myself to believe in myself because I knew that no one else would. Right. And it, that is tough when you're an artist and nobody else is backing you and no one else believes in you. It really, it's, it's down to you or nothing else really.
0: Right. Hey, um, tell me about, uh, the live scene. Do you play out live?
1: Um, I ha- I do, but I haven't actually done any um, live gigs recently. But right. I know I'll probably start doing that more um, when I start to, when I get close to actually releasing the next album.
0: So now, but do you do full band when you go out, or do you do like a stripped down version? Like, what's your favorite approach?
1: To be honest with you, to be completely honest, I don't actually have a band behind me. Uh-huh. Um, I actually have the backing tracks behind me. Okay. So Do is I usually go around with my um, iPhone or my um, iPods, and I just plug it into their system and just to apply the vocals to go with it. Really.
0: Well, that's the easiest way to do it. Hey, you need the band? It's in my pocket. Check this out, right? And there you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know that a lot of people have bands and everything, um, but um, it's something that I could work on in the future because at the moment I'm just a one man band, really. Right. a lot of people ask me, Paul, how do you manage to write all these songs? How do you manage to compose them? I know that a lot of artists nowadays have their, um, have the facility of a sound system in their own bedrooms, but with me, i write this i write the melodies in my head i write the lyrics to go with it but i don't actually have the facilities at my home to actually do it so what i do is i do it another way i go to i go to um a a studio and we i sort of spend time with them while i actually go through the ideas of how i want the song to be i mean they more like pick my brains really and then by the end of the, the day we've got a track and right. it's a more expensive version yes I know but um, to be honest with you i don't i'm not really technical enough in myself to actually produce stuff from my own home
0: hey I so want to get into more t- more discussion about that but in the meantime how about checking out more than a love song check this one out
2: And I want to take back the hurt And give the joy Back to you once again So
0: Is a beautiful, beautiful track, my friend. I love that song more than a love song. Tell where did that come from, PJ?
1: Well, that's one of the first songs that I actually wrote. I mean, alongside with um, "Morning Light" and "Sonia," so far. That was more like me finding my feet. I mean, I I don't actually play the piano, so I actually got a very good pianist to actually accompany with me, accompany me on that track. It was originally called um, "Song for the Hearts," um, which was one of the first songs that I wrote. But then again, I wanted to do a re-recording about two years later and, and re- re-title it as "More Than a Love Song," and it actually worked much better than the actual original.
0: Great, great song. Take us into the studio, PJ. So um, tell us about who you record with, who does production, what kind of studio. Are you right in London or where do you record?
1: Well, I'm actually a one man band, as I said before, but um, I did have a studio um, that I was working with um, in um, South London. But um, I want to, I'm actually in the process of um, looking for a new studio. And I actually want to find a new studio that's going to take my music to another level now. Um, So I'm actually in the process of looking because I want to arrange a different sound and actually a more powerful sound for album number two. So, um, but I mean, everyone's going to start from somewhere. I have to say, I've done some beautiful tracks in the past, but now I just want to take my music to the next
0: level. Any any specific producer that you work with?
1: Um, or is well, it, it
0: different for every song?
1: Well, I have to say that, I mean, with all artists, I would have to admit that if you have a good working relationship with the um, studio producer, that makes all the difference. It really does. I mean, I've worked with them. Um, I mean, if you work with someone you don't get on well with, it does reflect in the call in it does reflect in the recording. You can just tell. Well, I can tell. I can sense it. So I always feel it's always good to have a working good working relationship with your um studio producer because that means that means he's got time for you. That means you work together well. It really, really is important. So I mean I mean with the studios, I mean producers I work with, we have had to, actually had very good very very good report i've had a very good report with them but um they didn't have the facilities in order to really really give that give me that powerful sound right and re- and that's what i want my second album to be all about
0: right so you want an a-list studio right you want the big you know the you know the trident board and you know the best producer <laughs> like the wood walls right that's what you're looking for
1: well yeah i just feel that um i feel that with um, more than with um yeah with um you ain't seen the best of me. For my first album—it's—it was more like—it's like a starting point for me. Right, right. And now I just want to—I want to show the world now that I've—that I—I I've, haven't given up, and the fact that I wanted that I actually wanted to go into next, going to the next album, which, which, which I feel is really important for me because I still have a lot more to give to this yeah, world.
0: Yeah, you know, I like the title of that. You ain't seen the best of me yet. That's the proclamation, my friend. You're showing that you have confidence in you. That's so important. Hey, let's talk about um, social media. Um, you and I are connected on Facebook, and I think Twitter. Are you on Instagram?
1: I'm not on Instagram at the moment. To be uh,
0: honest. Okay, you got to get on Instagram, my friend. It's the musician's paradise. <laughs> it's really, it's really. I must say. Um, just based on my own humble experience and asking people around the globe, it seems to be the hottest platform for musicians, artists, singers, songwriters, and that type. So um, I would highly recommend it uh, to just get on there. You'll you'll make a lot of contacts um, who are like-minded as yourself. What's your favorite platform? Which one do you like the best?
1: I like Twitter. Um, I, have a, I have the most um, amount of followers on Twitter about, I think I've got about um, 93K. On there, but, and also I've got a good following on Facebook as well.
0: Great, I hooked us up on both of those. So, um, so do you uh, spend a lot of time working that, working those sites?
1: Yes, and what I usually do is like every month I actually go through all my sales and I do like a top ten of the best selling songs of every month. So I go by the sales of how many have how many have been bought over the last month from, from different countries and everything. And um I share it with my audience about what is the what the top ten best selling songs are.
0: Right. And the, and, the and the where point. where um which which platform are you selling from, uh, PJ, that that you're having the most success? Is it iTunes? Is it is it independent, like your website, how do you do it?
1: I have to say that my music, uh, most my my music is actually sold on many online platforms, um, particularly iTunes, Amazon, um, Deezer, Google Play, um, the list goes on. But my available, my my music is available on most um, streaming platforms. Right. I mean, especially especially associated with TuneCore. So, but um, yeah, so um, there are many many street ways that you can stream my music around the world
0: so when you so yeah. you signed up with TuneCore.
1: yes i and am yes.
0: so that did they create the affiliations out to itunes and uh, amazon and all the other sites for you is that how that worked
1: that's what they do yeah, yeah. You, you um you give, you send in your music and um they um then they, they, they spread your music out of all, to all the platforms that they actually serve, really.
0: Yeah, CD Baby kind of uses the same model. They do this kind it's of the same thing. So yeah. how do you get, how do you promote your music so more people can learn about you, support you, connect you, besides being on the Dharmic Evolution that does that for you in 49 countries around the world? <laughs> yeah, so you mean. Well, <laughs> I, actually,
1: I, I actually, to be honest with you, I... Have done many, many things in order to promote my music in the past. It's actually, if I look at, back at it now, I actually, I actually laugh at it. But I mean, you are talking to the guy who, when he said, when I saw when I sent, when I actually um, released my second single, "Fantasy Fulfilled," I sent out three thousand emails in one weekend and sent out fifteen hundred leaflets in one weekend I don't know how I survived that to be honest with you I did it all by myself and if I think to myself now how did I survive that I thought I was going to pass out I really did it was it was hard work it really was
0: well let me ask you this how did you are you saying you did these like one at a time
1: yes oh
0: my so so where did you get the names from
1: well, to be honest with you, I have um I have names um, from contacts um, friends and everything on them. and also a lot of people who have messaged to me saying, "Hey, I love your music." So, I've added them to my fan list and everything. I have got a lot of contacts.
0: Great. So, you built you built your own email list of supporters, followers, fans, etc., right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, now you have a mail plat you have a mailing uh, system, right? A Mailchimp or something that you use? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was, I was getting exhausted listening to that story. I'm like the poor guy. He's do- doing it one at a time. There, <laughs>
1: I know most people would would actually chuck them all in together. would actually would actually send send it to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Right. I I didn't want to do that because it's not personal enough. Right. And I feel that people like messages that are personal that are actually specifically for them. Because if you just send an email out to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, it doesn't look special enough for the individual.
0: You're exactly right, my friend. It's like like getting a letter in the mail, you know, a handwritten note which nobody does. So when you do get that, it's so special. It's like, wow, look at this. There's handwriting on an envelope. <laughs> and somebody took out a pen and actually actually moved the pen on the paper and wrote something to me. You know, it's a special connection. Hey, let's listen to Twisted Love Song. This is the Play UK Mix.
2: Look can be a burning flame. When love gets in the way You played me like a fool today And the fire shut down our plane Can you really love someone And hate them at the same time Can you really trust someone And know that it's any lies You may be gay there's no distance left to run. I don't like what you have, it comes to stop. Tell me I'm the one. Shut down our play.
0: DJ, hey dude, that was killer. I love that track. Twisted Love Song. Thank you. Really, it was actually, really awesome.
1: It was actually originally called Twisted Love, but um, I actually wanted to write a song about your about real feelings about more than love. I actually because I've been in relationship love, hate relationships, so I wanted to apply the elements of both to that song, really.
0: Right. So tell me about the love-hate relationship. Uh, you know, why did it ebb back and forth? I mean, what was um what was the the catalyst that woke you up one day and said, well, this is a love-hate relationship? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> was there one defining moment that made you, you know, brought you to that conclusion?
1: I just wanted to write a song that that's that's, simple, that's actually um simplified sometimes i really love you but the other time i really hate you (laughs) i just wanted to put that all into there but i i mixed it up with the relationship and everything like um like i i like i wanted to put more of them more um more information about sexual relationship into that really right but um it 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 can be it can actually um be um it can be perceived in many different ways. And that's the thing about my music. I like people to, um, I like my music and my lyrics to be ambiguous to my listeners.
0: Right. So we can embrace the double entendre anytime. Yes, exactly. I love it. I love it. Hey, tell me about your influences. Like you did a lot of covers like most of us do when we start music. We, we just gravitate towards um, the people who influenced us and, 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 you know, like use their music as a vehicle to, to learn our craft and get out there. Um, so who influenced you as a young man growing up as a musician?
1: There are so many artists that have inspired me. Yeah,
0: because you know? you're eclectic, man. You like you reach for all different areas, which I love about your music.
1: Yeah, and so the thing is, I really want to mention all of them, but I'm worried I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss some of them up. But I'm going to try and do my best and just go for the best ones. You're like, not
0: going to take forty-five minutes, are you, to do this? I, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'll go, I, I'm I'll kidding try, you.
1: Try, I, I just don't want to get to the end of this interview and so, oh damn, I missed him, right, damn, right, uh, damn, I missed them, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I'll tell you who I grew up listening to. I grew up listening to the Beatles. I grew up listening to Dire Straits. I grew up listening to Bon Jovi. I grew up listening to Tracy Chapman. I grew up listening to Soul to Soul. I grew up um, listening to um, to the, the Eagles. All these all these artists have really really inspired me. I mean, particularly. I mean, and more recently. Pink, Anastasia, and Ed Sheeran. Wow, I would, yeah. I would say these people, um, they, they, have, they, 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 they sort of inspire me as well.
0: Right, yeah. Well, you just, you just named all very, very high quality, um, you know, super artists. Like, you know, Pink is just, she's very, very, uh, there's no guessing about who that woman is. She knows who she is, you know? And uh, all those bands, you know, just great, great. You're keeping good company, my friend.
1: But um, that's why I wanted, I mean, everyone, ha- everyone, all artists evolve at different points of their lives or different points of their careers. And um, I actually want to show, show some involvement for um, album number two.
0: Right. So, so when you're writing, give us your, give us your, um, your typical, how you put your music together. Do you uh, melody first, lyrics first, or is it any combination or just how the mood hits you?
1: It depends how the mood hits me. But the thing with me is that I I can't actually, you can't, I mean, a few of my friends have said, here's a pen, here's a pad pull, write me a song. It's not like that. You right. can't actually do that. I mean, with me, it's like, I mean, I get writer's block if I just sit down right now and try to write a song. I just wait until the mood hits me. I just I'm out sometimes and I just get something that hits me and I just, I actually record it um, on my phone so I don't forget that tune. And then I sort of work around it. And sometimes when I go to a studio, the, I mean, a lot of my tracks are not actually completed until I'm actually in the studio. Because I actually, I actually, everything falls into place when I am in the studio. Right. So, I mean, the thing is, I mean, with, with most of my tracks now that I'm actually writing, I wouldn't say they're complete. But they are complete after I've actually been into the recording studio.
0: Right, right. So you wait for inspiration. That's the key to your success. It
1: does. It does. Inspiration really does hit me. And um, I have to say with with lots of my songs, particularly Twisted Love Song and um, the one that you're going to hear later on, um, Fantasy Fulfilled, I... I, I, it was inspiration that hit me, and I, it doesn't come to me when I'm just at home writing down, sitting down writing. It just comes to me when I'm out, but I just have to make sure that I take my phone and the recording device with me so that I know that I don't forget that, um, that inspiration or I don't forget that, um, Key, if you know what i
0: mean yeah and it's like it's like you i don't think it can be forced either i mean you can have the discipline to sit and write every day i mean i i was doing that a year ago and i did it i think for about six months every single day i had scheduled to write for 30 to 90 minutes every day <laughs> and i would just catalog it you know just come up with something come up with half a song a whole song um a good chorus uh, whatever came out but um that was kind of like a um it was almost like an experiment and just logged everything away but you don't always you know you don't always turn out something good every time you sit down to write um you know it's like playing baseball what do they say like um you know if you are uh, batting 300 in baseball that means, you know, you're looked at like, like the hottest bat going, but that means you failed 70% of the time. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's unbelievable, right? So I think it's time. What do you say, PJ? Fantasy fulfilled. Let's listen to this one. I'm excited to hear this track.
1: This ain't a generation thing It ain't about novelty either I really do think it's time you should know I've already had my fancy
2: fulfilled
0: PJ, this was a fantastic track, Fantasy Fulfilled. So where did this one come from?
1: Well, How'd you um, dream this up? I have to say that Fantasy Fulfilled has actually become my most popular track to date. It is my most downloaded track on iTunes and also all my platforms, Um behind Easy Escape and Twisted Love Song but I wanted to put that towards the end because um, it is definitely one of the most catchiest songs and it's it's proved popular with my fans that one but what it's really about I mean I, I mean the message behind it for years and years and years I sat back and watched other people use sex appeal to actually get what they want and I just saw what they did and I thought to myself I want to do the same thing. So Fantasy Fulfilled was a way of projecting my sexuality and projecting my attractiveness into a track in good, a cheap way.
0: Good man, good man. Hey, whatever it takes. And, and if you feel like that's the your hook and your, the way to get your music out and you're comfortable with it, why not?
1: Yes, and I have to say, I have to say, there is an element of pink that inspired me with that song.
0: Yes, that pink. She comes up with some good ones, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> She's
1: really cool, she is.
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, this was. This has gone very, very fast, my friend. And uh, as we're winding down, I would like you to just connect everybody with how do we get to PJ Taylor, support him, purchase his music, learn all about him. Can you give us your website?
1: Sure. Um, I don't actually have a website at the moment. Facebook, whatever you got. Yeah, I will do. But I just want to say to all your listeners and all my fans, thank you very much for listening in to the show. It really means a lot to me. If you liked any of the tracks that you actually heard on the show um, today, um, simply go on to iTunes, um, Deezer, Google Play, Amazon, Amazon, as i mean I'm on most platforms and my music is under p. j Taylor on there and everything so um i mean it'd be nice it's nice that you can join my music while i'm actually working on my second album and um, I'm really excited about that and everything if you want to contact me i'm also on facebook p j taylor i'm on um, twitter p j taylor u k and um, also on reverb nation and soundcloud that's where my music is as well
0: love that uk love the british vibe pj taylor thank you so much for being a part of dharmic evolution today had a great time hanging with you my friend and um listen don't be a stranger we'll be in touch when the show's coming out and uh, all good blessings on you pj
1: thank you same with you thank you so much
0: easy escape more than a love song fantasy-fulfilled, and twisted love song. When friends and family don't believe in you, get new friends and spend less time with your family. Make sure you love your producer because it becomes reflected in the music. Here is the guy that sent out 3,000 individual emails, yes, one at a time, to keep his connection alive with his fans. Now that, my friends, is what's called commitment. (laughs) Please support P.J. Taylor and his music. The connections are all in the show notes. And if you get a chance, check out our website, dharmicevolution.com. You'll find some amazing artists from around the world. Yes, all 49 countries. And P.J. is now on the website. And you'll hear music you've never heard before, but you won't believe how great it is. I'm also happy to announce that I have launched a brand new podcast that features authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Yes, it's the James O'Connor Show, now on iTunes and SoundCloud. Check it out. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage.